Hey friend, welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, your go-to place for how to create healthy habits that last in partnership with God. Last week on the Hungry and Holy segment of the show, I talked about the biblical way to be consistent with healthy living. Today, I'm building off of that, getting a little more specific because we're going to talk about how to be consistent with healthy eating, particularly when both your energy and motivation are low. If you deeply want to have a healthy lifestyle, but feel that the chasm between where you're at and that dream lifestyle is way too wide to cross, today I've got hope and a path, a bridge for you to go across. (laughs) And I'll be honest, it's not easy and it won't happen overnight, but it is possible and it's simple. Let's get into it. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience, 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. I mentioned it last week. I'm going to say it here again. If a big reason you find yourself struggling to be consistent with your healthy eating is because you just feel totally overwhelmed and spread way too thin, then you're going to want to grab my Overcome the Overwhelm PDF. It's short. It's simple. You can read it or glance over it in less than two minutes. And it provides three things to do every single day that if you do all three things in a given day, combined only takes you 15 minutes. The clients I have who've done these consistently report an increase in energy, weight loss, and often improved sleep as well. You can grab this guide for free at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash resources. If you're listening to this, it's most likely not because you think that healthy habits are pointless and that there's no reason to try and support your physical well-being. Most of us don't need to be convinced that it is beneficial to care for our bodies. Nearly all of us are aware of how much better life feels when we feel good physically. The big challenge is having the energy and motivation to be consistent with what it takes to actually get our bodies to a state of wellness. Part of the challenge is just not knowing what to do. The other part of the challenge is feeling discouraged by 
failed attempts in the past. And even more challenges come into play when you feel as though you do not have the mental or physical energy to do what you need to to eat healthy. So what are you supposed to do? You want to feel good. You want to be healthy. You want to be that person who actually enjoys cooking and has everything all sorted when it comes to their diet. And yet, you have found yourself feeling exhausted, tired, discouraged, and confused on how in the world you're supposed to make it that, how in the world you're supposed to make that a reality. You may even be in the place where it feels impossible to create that lifestyle. Friend, today I'm going to break down exactly what you need to do in order to break out of a pattern of low energy and low motivation to start making the progress you need on your healthy habits. And I've got six tips for you. Are you ready? All right. Step one or tip number one. It's actually the most important step. You cannot skip it. You cannot forget it. And you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. Number one is to invite God into this process. Step one for the Healthy Weight Loss Academy, for my one-on-one coaching program, all of it. This is the foundation we need for healthy habits that last as followers of Jesus. So yes, all my vision-driven regulars knew that's where I was headed (laughs) for that first one. But truly, how many of you know that when your energy is low and your motivation is low, that you need the living God to help you do something about it? And he cares about your health more than you do. He's also the manufacturer. He's the creator. If anyone is going to be able to give you insight into your body or know how to get you amped up, he is. And for a super super cool example of that, you should check out episode four with my friend Carly. And she actually shares about how God gave her insight into the inflammation she was experiencing. So how do you invite God? Well, Quite simply, you pray and you ask him to partner with you in your health journey. Ask for his grace. Sit and listen for his insight. Have a journal in hand and a pen ready to write down what comes to mind. And also, actually, in that episode four with Carly, she talks about how to hear the Lord as well. You know, every time you go to the grocery store, you can pray and ask the Lord to guide your choices. Every time you're trying to figure out what to eat, every morning, noon, night, anytime there's food involved or you know food's on the horizon, you can bring him into your eating and health journey. In the same way that we invite God into our marriage or our families or our workplace, he wants to be a part of your health journey. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. All right, number two is to decide and commit. I imagine there's a good amount of you who have never fully committed to the process of creating a healthy lifestyle. Now you might hear me say that and think, well, wait a second, I did commit and I did lose the weight, but here I am back where I started. And that's my point. You may have committed to a specific diet, maybe to a certain weight loss number, but you didn't commit to the lifestyle. And part of the problem you might have had is that whatever you committed to with regard to that diet or that weight loss, it just wasn't sustainable. You could have never imagined yourself eating that way for more than a few weeks or months in order to drop the weight that you wanted. The word decide actually means to kill off all other options. 
Like the word pesticide means to kill bugs. Herbicide kills weeds. When you decide, that means you're choosing the one thing and all of the other options are as good as dead. So that's what we're saying when we decide to marry our spouse. I can tell you right now, I am not the same person I was when I first got married eight years ago. Sure, there's plenty of consistencies between now and then. It's also only been eight years. But I think, you know, in most things, I'd like to think I'm a better person. Maybe not in most. And then a few things. <laughs> Other things are just different. Like I find myself more frequently actually uh, talking to Ryan and being like, yeah, isn't it crazy that I used to think this way? Isn't it crazy that I was like this? And you know, then there's probably some areas that, you know, have gotten a little bit worse. (laughs) The Lord needs to work on that with me. But if Ryan, my husband, was only committed to Robin in 2012 when we first met or in 2015 when we got married, we probably still wouldn't be together. And I'm not saying that to be dramatic or that I'm that much different. But the point being, he didn't say yes to a certain way of me. He just, he committed to me, period. So you want to get to the point where you aren't just committing to an outcome of healthy eating or an aspect of healthy eating or a certain way of healthy eating, which I know for a lot of us, that's maybe what what has worked in the past for you to lose weight. Maybe the focus is really just on that outcome of losing weight. You want to get to the point where you commit to health, period. If you know it's not supportive of your health to go through the drive-thru every day, then You don't want to do that because you've committed, you've decided just in the same way. It's not supportive of my marriage to go to bars and talk to other men. That literally doesn't make any sense. I have committed myself to Ryan, which by the way, I didn't (laughs) go to bars to find men. But (laughs) anyways, when you're committed to something, you can then make choices that either align or don't align with that commitment. And hey, even if I'm upset with Ryan, I'm not quitting. Even if he doesn't agree with my perspective on something, he's not leaving. No, I mean, in those situations, we figure out how to make it work. There might be elements of healthy habits and healthy living that just don't fit your context, but you can still be committed to healthy eating by being willing and intentional in figuring out how to make it work, even when you don't feel like it. That is why... I have my clients spend so much time crafting their God-given vision for their health because that clarity is just so important for motivation. Number three, be realistic. You want to give your brain rewards because when you follow through on what you set out to do, it is rewarded and then it just becomes so much easier to form a habit and then You can get to a point where it doesn't feel like such hard work more quickly because it's become part of your lifestyle. When we come up with a bunch of extreme things we have to do to lose weight, that's when we set ourselves up for failure. Instead of cutting out all fast food and sweets starting on Monday, what if you just made your goal to cook three homemade dinners this week? Or what if instead of 60 minutes of cardio five days a week, you did four 15-minute workouts of intentional resistance training, which... Honestly, I believe that 15 minutes of resistance training is way more effective and beneficial than 60 minutes of cardio. That could be another podcast episode. (laughs) Or, you know, what if you tried to lose five pounds in the next month instead of 15? If you're committed to a healthy lifestyle, you want to be sure that what you're doing is sustainable. If you can't see yourself doing it five years from now, let alone five months, you might as well just skip it altogether. 
I think most of us have had the experience where you lose weight in a certain way that you know you would never do long term, but for the sake of losing weight, you did it. But then because that's not how you're going to continue living, the weight comes back. And one thing that I have seen time and time again with clients is that when we start small and get consistent on a few simple things out the gate, it actually sets clients up for even greater success because they were able to win from the beginning. They had those reasonable first goals or habits, which you can do too. So be realistic realistic, and start appropriately. Number four, give yourself a fighting chance. Now, I know I just said to be realistic, and I think that can sometimes be interpreted to mean that you take it easy and you go slow, which is not what I'm saying per se. Because what you might not realize if you're lacking energy and motivation is that you're caught in a vicious cycle. You're too tired and unmotivated to eat healthy, but you're suffering from low energy and motivation because you aren't eating healthy. (laughs) This is probably the second most important thing, this step number four, giving yourself a fighting chance. It's the second most important tip that I have today besides inviting God into the process. You must do your best to eat whole foods and stay hydrated. And you could even add, make sure you're getting enough sleep because I'm telling you these simple things are a game game changer for energy. Try to drink at least 100 ounces of water. Consider getting some sort of clean electrolyte um, additive that you can put in your water. And do your best to choose whole foods. That means unprocessed foods, single ingredient foods like meat, veggies, fruits, nuts, seeds. Some examples of <laughs> what don't count as those. We have a potato chip, which though it is a potato, It has been very processed because it was fried in oil and now it is quite inflammatory. A donut, donut, though made with whole grains, has been significantly processed because it was also fried in oil and then coated in sugar, which as we know is also inflammatory. Even a fast food meal and maybe, you know, some of the fast food options you can choose are closest to a whole whole food meal. The challenge with that is they inject their meats and coat their cook their stuff in oils and ingredients and preservatives and things that can really take away from what would otherwise be a wholesome meal and your body having to process all that extra stuff takes away energy. And so the more you can cook at home with those whole foods, the better. Again, I recognize that this is also probably the hardest step when your motivation is low, but If you can commit long enough to allow this to become a habit, you can get to the point where your energy is back and your motivation is high because you discovered what's possible when you stick with it long enough to honestly long enough for your body to respond and to gain back some of that energy. Number five, get accountability. There is something to be said about the power of accountability. When we have someone we answer to, we are much more inclined to follow through. And you want to make sure that you pick someone you respect who has had victory and success in the arena of health. They have demonstrated consistency. They see the value of putting in work to create healthy change in your life. When you ask someone who doesn't value lasting health, they're not going to hold you to the standards you feel led to do. They're going to buy your excuses. They'll say, hey, no worries. I wouldn't have gone through that trouble either. 
or maybe they'll even forget altogether to check in with you. Between myself and my staff and my longer standing students and my programs, the Facebook communities that I have are filled with gals who value health the way that you do. And so that leads me to number six, which is join community. We are the average of the top five people we spend our time with. Studies have shown that your health reflects the health of those around you. And this honestly just testifies to the reality that our health is a result of our choices. We usually make the same choices as those around us. It can be cultural with your family, your workplace, or your community. But at the end of the day, end of the day, God designed us to function in community. And while it may be difficult to find others as committed to health as you want to be, it's important to find those who at least will be supportive. If you are not intentionally surrounding yourself with people who reflect the values and traits you want to embody, then it's time to find some of those spaces where people are sharing those values. And an easy one that you can do today, if you haven't joined my free Facebook group, then you're going to want to go to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash group so that you can be a part of that community. But otherwise, friend, to summarize the six ways to be consistent with healthy eating, even when energy and motivation are low, are number one. The biggest one is to invite the Lord. He can give you the grace that you need, the power, the strength that you feel you don't have to actually do the things that feel so out of reach, feels so daunting, feels so overwhelming. He is your biggest game changer. Number two is to decide and commit. Just decide that you are going to figure this out. Even if you find a certain way of eating or a certain way of approaching your health that doesn't feel good, that doesn't mean you're done. That just means you're finding a different route. You are committed. Number three is to be realistic. Let's drop the extreme. I'm cutting all this out. I'm doing this diet now. Let's just try to make those simple, intentional changes. And with that, number four, give yourself a fighting chance by sticking with those simple changes and in such a way that you allow your body to recoup some of that energy that you feel you don't have to go through this process. And number five, get accountability. Number six, join community. Make sure you have support that you are not just doing this on your own, that you are not only partnering with the Lord, but you are partnering with those that he has created us to do life with. And with that said, friend, as always, I hope that this has been helpful and I welcome thoughts and questions at visiondrivenhealth at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a blessed day and I will be back in two days for the Holy and Hungry devotional where I grab a piece of scripture, we get a little deeper into the word, we talk about how does this affect our perspective or our approach to health and give you some biblical encouragement as you create healthy habits in partnership with Jesus. Have a blessed day, friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. 
If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.